Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short and I'm so glad to have you along with us today. Question, have you ever tried to persuade a teenager what's morally right or wrong? If you've succeeded, good for you. And if you are a teenager, I hope you'll listen up and I hope all of us will. Because we live in a world with a bunch of temptation. And we live in a world where young people are being taught not only in the schools, but by our culture at large, the music we listen to, the movies we watch, the, just the, the friends we talk to, that each of us make up our own moral decisions. We make our own moral choices. Sure, we make our choices. But we don't determine what's right, although we do determine what we're going to do. But this is a difference. In our culture today, young people are taught you can determine what's right, what's right for you. It's usually based on our feelings. Now, as believers, as we've been seeing that throughout this past week, we have a standard. Jesus said, do not judge, or lest you be judged, for by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. We raised the question earlier this week, what is your standard? How do you know what's right and what's wrong? Is it based, like many people, just on your feelings? So often, if you listen carefully to what people say, they'll even say that. Well, I feel this is okay. And very rarely are people saying, I think this is okay, or I've come to a reasoned conclusion of why this okay is okay. It's often simply based on feelings. Well, how do we develop moral convictions? In a world filled with moral relativism, how do we develop moral convictions? So, and, and secondly, how do we explain them to others? I think today I've got a method. I learned this actually from Josh McDowell a number of years ago, a great apologist. I think a message that can not only help us communicate this to others who are, who are trying to persuade of what's right and wrong, but it can also help us have deeper convictions because we must. So many of it, you know, Scripture says if, if the righteous give way before the wicked— we become like a, a, a trampled spring in a cloudy well. And indeed, many of us are like that. What's a trampled spring? It's not clear. It's muddied now. It's, it's hard to see clearly. And often, even in our churches and with good, God-fearing Christian people, because we've been intimidated and silenced and we've, shall we say, we've given way, we kind of know what's right, but we are also kind of confused and we get it gets cloudy and we begin to wonder and question are the teachings of the Bible really right in terms of certain moral convictions. Of course we live in the times, let's be honest, we live in the day we are affected by having lived now the second generation and entering into the third of the sexual revolution, in which all moral standards were challenged, authority was challenged. It was honorable to, to grow up and say, I don't believe what my parents taught me. I'm thinking for myself. I'm rejecting the standards I had. So many people have not been raised in church, don't even know what the Bible actually teaches anymore. Even, even so many young people don't even know the Ten Commandments or don't know the, the, uh, the, you know, the basic Bible stories like David and Gladstone. So many older people don't. We've become a culture that has become pretty ignorant and uninformed about what the Bible actually teaches. So you're a Christian parent or grandparent or you're a youth leader or you're a pastor and you're trying to help your 
your your congregation of all ages, but especially these young people who are making decisions and making commitments, and they're facing forks in the road, and they're trying to figure it out. How do we help them? I like what uh, Josh McDowell taught, and it's called we call it the five P method. And there's five P's here that I want to explain: precept, principle, person, protects from, and provides for. Let's look at what each of these means. A precept is basically a rule, a commandment of God. Don't do this or do do that. We'll use today the example. We'll, we'll talk about this in terms of, we'll, we'll use it as an example, the precept. Do not lie. Okay, do not lie to one another. But behind the precept or the rule, the commandment, is a principle. And if people don't understand the principle, They'll just figure out how to break the rule. I have a friend who once said, and I showed joy that he said, rules just create a bunch of sneaky people. Indeed, we had not too long ago in our lifetime, we had a president who in a court deposition, when it was kind of getting around a rule, was asked about it and said, well, it's all a matter of what, what your definition of is is. And he figured out how to technically get around a rule, breaking it without technically breaking it, so he, so he thought. But you can't do that with the principle. The principle behind do not lie, the principle is be honest. Be truthful. And now it's, just, it's not just a matter of, you know, the teenager comes in and, and uh, where were you? I was, I was at the library studying. And he comes in, you know, an hour late after curfew or whatever. I was at the library studying. Well, maybe he was at the library studying before he went over to his girlfriend's house and, and wasn't supposed to be there till late at night. Did he lie to you when he said he was at the library studying? No. Was he being honest and truthful with where he was? No. He, vi- he kept the letter of the law, the precept, but he violated the spirit, the principle behind it. This is what we have to help people understand that they don't just keep the rule, they follow the principle. They know what is the character quality that we're to be striving for and and rising up to. And so do not lie the precept. Be honest and be truthful would be the principle. Why do you do that? Third point, uh, the person. This is what we talked about in yesterday's Daily Word and Prayer how we are made in the image of God, and we are to be like God because we're made in His image. We're to be holy as He is holy, Peter says. We're to be perfect as our Father in heaven is perfect, Jesus said. We're to walk in love and as imitators of our our Father, as Paul wrote in Ephesians. We are to be experienced, we're to be the, being like created, we're creating the image of God, we're to be like God. This is what this is what inspires us. We saw yesterday, and I emphasize, to be truly human, to truly reach your human capacity, to be what God created you to be. That's not found in sinning. That's found in being like our Father, like being like God. In this particular instance, when you're being honest and truthful, you're being like God because God is honest and truthful. God is not a liar. And so when we understand our moral convictions and we help someone else understand them, we not only teach them the rule, the precept, 
and we teach them the principle behind it, but we inspire them. If you live this way, you're living like God. You're meeting your potential. This is what you were created to be. Friends, we were created to be honest, truthful, faithful, good, upright. We are created to be generous rather than a thief. We are created to be faithful rather than an adulterer. We are created to be pure rather than than involved in, in sexual immorality. We were created to be content rather than to be covetous. We are created to be honest and truthful rather than to be a liar. Why? Because this is what God is like. And so this is what we are called to be like. It raises us up. It inspires us to be truly, to reach our true human potential made in the image of God, being restored to the very people God always wanted us to be before sin came in and marred us. The fourth P is it protects us from something. Well, what does honesty and truthfulness protect you from? Well, it protects you from getting caught, for one. It might protect you from going to jail if, if your dishonesty is fraud and involves money and legality and, and so forth. You might end up going to jail. It protects you from getting caught. You know, in other words, yeah, Dad, I was studying at the library when really you'd left the library at 9 o'clock and you're at your girl's friend's house the next three hours. Uh, and Dad finds out about it. And he loses trust in you. He realizes you lied to him. He, 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 he no longer can have that confidence that you're being honest with him. You see how bad this is? When you tell lies to people, you've always got to remember well, what story did I tell him and what story did I tell her? And I've got to make sure, I don't want to get my stories mixed up. Oh, that must be a stressful life. It provides for, the fifth P, it provides for telling the truth, not lying, telling the truth, being honest like God provides for a clear conscience. It provides for confidence. It provides a good reputation. It allows you to operate in integrity and you earn that reputation of being a person of integrity. If you explain this to someone and you help them work through this, it's, it's very helpful to figure out what are my moral convictions. In my, when I teach apologetics to young people in my summer program, at, at, at a, I do a, a program called Unleash at our summer week-long training program called LT. We go through the Ten Commandments. And we don't go. We don't have time to go through all of them, but we go. And but it's a worthy exercise. You might want to do this on your own. Write in a sheet of paper five columns or six columns. In the first column, write down each of the ten commandments. In the next column, you write down precept. The next column, principle, and then person, and then provides or protects from, and then provides for. See how much of the, the of that chart you can fill out. See how many of the Ten Commandments you can re realize. What is the actual precept? It's usually the commandment. What's the principle that lies behind it? What's the, how does this reflect the person and nature of our God? If I live by this, what's it protect me from? If I don't live by it, uh, or if, if, if I don't live by it, what would, I, what would have been the consequences? And if I do live by it, what does it provide me for? Let me tell you, you know, it says in Scripture, the path of the righteous 
It's like the light of the dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. The way of the wicked is like the darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. Isn't it true? When we live God's way, when we walk according to his precepts and we love his law, we love what he teaches us, we love what he says, it, we learn about God, we discover God. So what, this part of it, see how when Jesus said, he who has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me, he who loves me should be loved by my Father and I will love him and will disclose myself to him, John 14, 21. One of the ways God discloses himself is, is as we obey his precepts. And we discover the principles behind them and we hold to them faithfully. We discover more and more of the nature of God. What's God like? But for instance, in this case, we discover God doesn't lie to me. God is trustworthy. God is honest. I can count on him. As you live an upright, honest, truthful life, you come to a greater appreciation of God's honesty and truthfulness and, and so that you can know he's your rock. You can stand on him. And he'll never let you down. But I'll tell you, if you're lying all the time and you're dishonest and you're sneaking around and breaking rules, it's really easy to not trust God. It just it works out that way. It's, it's really easy to not realize the faithfulness of God and you begin to doubt God and you begin to question God's honesty. You see how this works? It's part of what it is to have a relationship with God. This is part of why it's important to walk uprightly. Now, listen, our God is a God of forgiveness, and none of this is to take away from the glory of the gospel whereby God forgives sinners. But we don't want to sin just so we can be forgiven. Remember Paul said that in Romans, when, when Paul was teaching some of these very principles, he, he said he was falsely accused of people saying, well, let's sin so the grace might increase. He said their, their condemnation, people accuse me of that, their condemnation's just, because that's not what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that it, none of us want to say that. God forgives us if we, if we sin. However, there is a reward to walking uprightly. There is a reward to developing moral convictions based upon the Scripture and the principles of God and the knowledge of God Himself. There's a reward in this world. There's a reward in the next. There's a reward of knowing and understanding God better. And there's, like we said, there's the protection from so many consequences the path of the wicked they think it's the path they think it's a good place but it's dark they don't even know over what they stumble they get confused and accept strange beliefs and do strange and they don't even know what caused it they're walking in darkness the path of the righteous those who follow the precepts principles of god our path shines brighter and brighter until the full day it's like walking in the sunshine Amen. Father in heaven, we bless you today. And we thank you with all of our heart. We thank you for your ways. They're above our ways, but we want to learn them. Your precepts, we consider your precepts right about everything. Oh, Father, we, we consider your commandments to be like pure gold. We love them. We appreciate them. We value them. We want to walk in them. We do pray, Father, that you would develop deep, moral convictions in each of our lives, in the lives of our children, grandchildren, people in our, the youth in our church, the adults in our church. We pray every one of us, Lord, deliver us from hypocrisy, saying one thing and not really living it in our home. Help us, Father, to be consistent and faithful like you are. Help us to be Christians 
Help us to be living in obedience to you at all times. Help us, Father, to hunger and thirst after your commandments, your precepts, to be like you. Inspire us, Father, to understand that a life of obedience isn't just, it's, it's not a drag, it's not a burden, it's discovering and living our true humanity. It's flourishing. It's, our, it's having a path that grows brighter and brighter. It's, it's having confidence. It's, it's all that we want in life. We know comes as we live a life of humble faith and obedience to our God. So we bless you. Might, might you help our young people, help, might you help our church members, might you help our country. There's such a blindness, such confusion. Moral relativism and the sexual revolution has, has wreaked so much damage, so much confusion, so much blindness, so much darkness. We pray, Father, for a revival and repentance, and we pray for clarity, clarity in our lives and that of, our, of the church, that of the youth coming up. We pray for this. We pray for them. Give them wisdom, understanding, and insight. Keep them, protect them from being confused by all the temptation and false teaching around them. We pray and we bless you. We give you this day to walk in your ways, to love you, and to be the light of the world, the light of Christ everywhere we go, to shine brightly his light, his life, and his love. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 and amen. Hey, thank you for being with me. God bless you. My name, again, my name is Tom Short. We're here every single day, and I hope you join us every day. Make a commitment. We, if, if you want to be a dynamic Christian, you've got to be in the Word of God every day. And I think it helps if you have someone helping teach and inspire, encourage, and edify you every day. We all get so many messages in life. We're all, all around us. Why not make it the Word of God? So if you're new, make sure you hit the subscribe, notify, like buttons, tell your friends, make a commitment to be with us here. Live if possible and join in the chat. If you have a prayer request, share it, pray for others, be part of our community. If you can't make it at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, watch the video later in the day. Or even listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. Just search for Tom the Preacher and you'll find us. Tell your friends, until we meet tomorrow, might God bless you, strengthen you, fill you with convictions, fill you with His truth, empower you mightily, and might you walk in His love, His grace, His peace, and his joy. You have something the world didn't give and the world can't take it away from you. God bless you. Bye-bye.